Welcome to the Data Whisperer Podcast, brought to you by Data Migration International. The podcast where you hear the latest news from the world of data and digital transformation. The Data Whisperer Podcast is hosted by Bill Vall, a technology industry veteran and enterprise software professional. Thanks everyone for joining us today as we continue our discussions about the intersection of technology and business. Today, we're talking through the lens of the Chief Technology Officer. Hello, everyone. My name is Bill Wall, and I'm honored to be the host of this podcast series, The Data Whisperer, brought to you by Data Migration International. I'm always fascinated about how to apply technology and services to help companies meet their IT challenges. So really looking forward to this discussion because we're operating in such a dynamic environment, and today's CTO is square in the middle of it. I'm happy to welcome to the program Christian Messerly, who is an innovation architect in the office of the CTO for SAP in Switzerland. And as many of you know, I was lucky to work at SAP for 11 years, so I know that the CTO's office is constantly talking to customers, and the team therefore always has their fingers on the pulse of technology, software, and the business challenges that keep CIOs, chief data officers, and IT teams up at night. Christian, welcome to the program. Great to have you with us. Thank you very much, Bill. And yeah, and thank you to having me here. So let's start a little bit with your role so the audience understand it. What does an innovation architect in the office of the CTO do? Yeah, thank you. Uh, so as an innovation architect, um, we have or I have like several huts on my head. On the one hand side, I'm, I'm working very, very closely with um, our CTO, the Alexander Finger here in Switzerland together. And we have um, or I have mainly the goal to really push our customers to use new technology and methodology to really bring down um, innovation, right? Innovation that is um, bringing really value to, to the people, to the organization, and not just in the sake of having new technology. Right and, and in the SAP field, of course, we are talking very fast to about the SAP business technology platform. This is like the SAP opinionated platform as a service. But also this is like the technology side. On the other hand side, we are also talking about new methodologies. Mm -hmm. um, often our customers, but our, ourselves, we, 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 we did projects in the waterfall approach, right? And, and a lot of things, especially in the innovation field, they change. So everything is agile. So and human-centered design, design thinking. So all these words and all these method methods, they are mostly unknown for certain areas in the SAP field. And this is something we want to change. Um, if we think about the makeup of IT organizations, see the role of the chief technology officer and the role of the CIO. From where you sit, what's the difference between the two? I mean, there's, there's, there's one hand side where it goes, comes a little bit to strategy, right? The strategy more um, for looking forward, outlooking. This is more the CTO role, where it's also the focus more on this external facing um, parties. And we have then the CIO, which is more looking for the internal environment, internal architecture and um, optimization and so on of the internal um, systems. So it's, and, and I think also the CIO has more the, um, the goals of, of, of being, um, showing results in a very short time. So I think that's a little different at this point. Depending on, which side of the equation you come from, there's a lot of things keeping people awake at night. The worries that they seem to have um, tends to be really around, first and foremost, the availability of IT staff. Um, and 
to meet all of today's challenges. Uh, what's your perspective on that? Is you, do you hear that from customers a lot? Um, absolutely, absolutely. For for some uh, customers, um, it's quite like far away. They say, "Have you we have an IT department? This will run in the next years. That's completely okay, and we are okay." But we see that these people getting older, and we see that um, already now hiring new young people in this field is very very difficult. So we will face that in in a certain time. But other customers, we just had recently a customer um, I'm here in the office, and and he really told us saying, "Hey." We have such a huge demand from the business for um, improving things, making new services and so on. We don't have the people to just like execute, right? Because we also have internal projects which should run forward. So this is a, for us a, a massive um, a massive field that we and I think of the whole market also react on it, right? So when you look at the market, a lot, everyone talks about no code, low code, and so on, optimization, and so on. And, and this is also where SAP is going to, and we have also their product portfolio uh, all around SAP build, um, where we really encourage also customers in the SAP field, um, which are not really IT personals, right, to create apps, to create optimizations, and so on. It seems that um, the more things change, the more they stay the same. This balance of managing the business and the IT function, but also supporting continuing transformation and innovation is really important. Interestingly, as long as we have seen it, the cloud remains a real concern as people consider how do I move to cloud? There's still lots of systems that haven't gone there. Uh, how many clouds should I run in? How do I make my clouds talk and interact with each other? Do you hear that a lot from customers? Is cloud still front and center as a concern? I, I would not call it as a concern. I think um, many companies, they go to the cloud because they see the advantage. But mm -hmm. the way to the cloud is exactly as I said. Um, it's, it's, it's difficult and um, it's... It's also somehow something new, not something that you can profit from um, your experience the last 10 years. And, and this also comes with like two main things. First of all, this complexity, so this architectural complexity, it, mm -hmm. it explodes. And the second one is really to see, okay, um, which software do we need? Which maybe extensions do we need? Which one should we leave behind? Which data do we take to the next level? Which one do we leave behind? So these are, are the, the fascinating questions, which makes maybe a, a, a project a little bit um, easier or harder. And when we just talk in this round, I mean, we, we have GIFs and, and the data migration uh, um, partner where exactly in this area, they could help and we at SAP having rise offerings where we put more or less like a bundle together that this complexity is somehow manageable also for like this 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 big project bringing an ERP to the cloud. This partnership that you talk about um, certainly raises the topic of as companies move systems to the cloud, they're retiring legacy software. And then the balance becomes, how do we retire the legacy software, but keep the data and the insight and the value that's in the data? I suspect in your work, you're talking to a lot of customers who are thinking about and managing through system retirements. That's that's exactly the point, all right? Often they, 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 they ask us and say, hey, we have an old system. We want to do greenfield. So 
um, should we just now update or making out of the old system a brownfield approach, right? Just updating it to S4 and then keep it just running somewhere and so on. So I think this is a big topic um, um, where we, of course, say um, when you have the chance, when it's somehow adoptable in the in the company, um, uh, try to go really to the other cloud, make um, the processes as standard as possible um, to really be agile. So that brings us to the topic of data, which of course is the focus of this podcast. Certainly as people are thinking about system retirements, it's all about maintaining visibility and access to the data. What are some of the considerations in system retirements about uh, data? We've talked on this podcast before about visibility, access, quality, but also security and insight. What are the things you think about uh, as an innovation architect that really you hear from customers are their focus on uh, from a data perspective. Yeah, from a data perspective, every time like um um how do we get really value out of data, right? And and value that also means you need to have the right quality, to, you need to have the right volume, and you need to have the right access to the data. Right? And and now we are exactly at the as these topics that we that that everyone really looks into it. Um, so how do you um access? exactly old data. When you are now in the cloud, um, you have everything there and left many things behind. How do you access this data? Maybe mm-hmm. you can learn to predict out of this data. This is a, a big topic. And um, I think with exactly the solutions from data migration, but also from SAP, you um, are able to do to do so. And also in the in the respect of then um, having the access to all this data and combining all this data. Just recently, SAP announced an SAP DataSphere, which is more or less the next generation of data warehouse mm-hmm. um, cloud. Right. Yeah. I, we are always going to see these kinds of technologies evolving. The systems don't stay um, static. But as you talk to customers, you have customers that are sort of at the leading edge. They're the first movers. They get things done. You have a lot of people in the middle, and then you always have laggards that are running behind. How do you at SAP balance servicing customers at all different levels? Because some are you know, five years ahead in their industry, and others are contemplating, how long can I delay these decisions until, say, the end of maintenance and support? You must see quite a variety of of customers in that aspect. There is there is a, a big variety, and um, I think it's it's really a balance, right? Um, we have customers there really adopting to the first when the first beta program comes out from SAP, they're jumping on it and 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 really go the way with us, and can also. Um, somehow steer a little bit how the, the application will be when it's general available, in, in which direction it goes. So it has a, quite an advantage for them. Others there, as you said, they, they wait. But um, if you wait too long, it's also um, quite a depth you're building on because uh, it could be that some other areas from this company and so on, they just don't want to wait. And, and then you begin to have an architectural zoo. So normally then the business um, goes maybe with one or the other solution, which just fits in the moment's uh, requirements. And the IT and, and and finally also the architecture team has then to deal with it. And um, this is also what we see quite from this um, companies they're just holding back. So I think that's um, for me a little bit of depth that uh, that the company can do. As we start to wrap up our podcast today, it strikes me that we've talked a lot about technology transformation and the, the move to digital and cloud. 
lot of businesses that you talk to are also going through business model transformations. They've always been business to business, but now they're business to business to consumer. How much does business model shift come into your conversation with CTOs? What what are the considerations in that? I think one of the biggest points are exactly as you said, right? The business to business to customer. So finally, or to consumer. So that's exactly the point, right? It was easier um, the, the, the days uh, before, right? For example, if you have um, a, a roof, right? It gets damaged and you just call the roof and say, please give me an offer for a new roof. Um, but nowadays you say, oh, maybe I want to have a photovoltaic uh, plant on my, on my roof. So should I, should I call now the, the roofer? Or should I call the manufacturer of the, the, of the PV plant? Right. And um, just in respect of the complexity, you will go and talk to the, to, the, to the PV plant manufacturer. And exactly there we are in the B2B2C um, uh, uh, yeah, business. And I think that this is a trend that we see enormous in, in mostly all, um, in all markets because yeah, everyone... Um, their products getting more complicated, more specific to the user needs and so on. And this is why this shift comes. Yeah. And it and it gives plenty for CTOs to think about as they think strategically about how to adapt technology to business shifts. That really is the distinction between the sort of world of the CTO and the world of the CIO who's got to keep the business running and provide the infrastructure to make sure the data is protected and available um, we're always going to see that sort of variance as the as those two roles coexist, correct? Exactly. That's 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 completely correct. I think um, this is exactly also um, as Gartner maybe some some days before um, described as sometimes a little bit mode one and mode two, and we learned that only like the combination of both, right, the stability, but then also the 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 the, the agile, the the front runner, they only have to coexist and work together to really bring also new services, new business models, but also really have um, uh, uh, an optimized business running. Well, the world of IT is always exciting because business and technology are always changing. Christian Messerly from SAP in the CTO office in Switzerland. Thanks for joining us on the program today. Thank you very much, Bill. You know, we often talk on this podcast about wanting our audience to engage with us. If you'd like to engage directly with Christian, you can reach out to him. You'll find him very easily on LinkedIn. Thank you all for joining us today. Our podcast series is regularly looking at the latest news from the world of data and digital transformation. And we want all of you listening to engage with us in the discussion. So we'll have some details on how to engage with uh, our team and Data Migration International as we wrap up our show today. For everyone on the Data Whisperer podcast, the whole team here and at Data Migration International, our sponsor, I'm your host, Bill Wall. So long and talk soon. We hope you enjoyed listening to the Data Whisperer podcast brought to you by Data Experts, Data Migration International. You can find out about our business and services by visiting jibs.com. That's J-I-V-S.com. To follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn, simply search for Data Migration International. Stay tuned for further podcasts in the Data Whisperer series from Data Migration International.